Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. And welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I am your host, Judy Como. Very happy to be here with my first show of the new year, 2020. I'm going to say it like Barbara Walters. 2020. <laughs> say it with proper diction. Throwback to my high school drama coach, Lou Morris, who encouraged me to keep the South out of my mouth when I'm speaking. And... So far, I've done that. So good morning, listeners. Good morning, Central Texas. Good morning, Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, Baba Wawa. (laughs) Judy Como, how are you doing? I am fabulous. Good to be Uh, with you here in January of 2020. Very excited. I have not had my little portion of Thaddeus time in a month or so. And this is a good thing for me to be here with you. I want to tell our listeners all over Central Texas, if you're listening here in the Bryan College Station area on KEDC 88.5, those listening in our Waco area, KYAR 98.3, and our listeners, friends over in Palestine, KINF 107.9, I want to start the show off in prayer. Today is... January the 22nd, if you look at my handy-dandy religious calendar, I don't know how any Catholic gets by on the day-to-day without their gift of the religious calendar. But today is the day of prayer for legal protection of unborn children, and I would like to just begin with a prayer for respect life. God of life and love, you created us in your image and sent your Son to bring us life. Instill in us a respect for all life, from conception to natural death. Empower us to work for justice for the poor. Nourish us that we may bring food to the hungry. Inspire us to cherish the fragile life of the unborn. Strengthen us to bring comfort to the chronically ill. Teach us to treat the aging with dignity and respect. Bring us one day into glory of everlasting life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That extra voice we hear. I was hear just going to say, let's tell the people who that extra voice is. Guest, friend, and guest, Beth Coles. Welcome, Beth. Howdy. Thanks. I'm so happy that you're here, and Thank we're going to have a awesome conversation about the Holy Spirit. I am. Happy for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that brought the idea to start January off connecting the Holy Spirit and the sacramental life of the church. So hang with us, listeners. I always try to encourage our listeners to call in, but today we have a special reason for that, right, Thaddeus? Yes, we certainly do, Judy. We are pleased to once again have tickets to give away to the 2020 Catholic Men's Conference put on by the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. We've got two 
pairs of tickets today. So four Good. total, two pairs of tickets. So the first caller to call in gets the first pair. Then we reshuffle the deck, so to speak. The next person to call in gets the next pair. Right. So the, these tickets are for the men's conference that's coming up. Eighth Annual Catholic Men's Conference. It's on Saturday, February the 8th. Travis County Expo Center. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Call us at Love Red Sea, 855-683-7332 to get these tickets to go. Um, it's always a wonderful uh, experience for our men to gather together, feel you know that kindred spirit of growing in relationship and through attending this men's conference. Yeah, great, great lineup of speakers. Uh, the two, two founders of Focus, Curtis Martin and Dr. Edward Shree are going to be headlining the event. And there's going to be uh, a couple of other um, additional speakers as well. But those are the two headliners. So we're looking for you to call in. First caller going to get that first pair of tickets to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference, February 8th, Saturday, February 8th. Yeah, it's a great, great experience. I'm Don't miss it. Positive that there are men from St. Anthony's forming carpooling, and you can contact uh, St. Anthony's Catholic Church yep. to get in with the group that are going. Um, I have, we just have so many things to tell our listeners about. I have uh, some things to tell us about being fed. Not necessarily physically, but spiritually also. But yeah, no problem. being from from the uh, Brazos Valley here, churches are famous for trying to feed people <laughs> yes. and making money doing it. But the uh, first thing I want to tell you about is the St. Thomas Aquinas Knights of Columbus 2020 Super Chili Bowl fundraiser. Either of y'all have tasted the chili from this fundraiser? Thaddeus, have you ever? I am a big chili fan. I, I love chili. Yeah. I'll eat chili if it's put in front of my face. With or without beans. Love beans. Yes. I have some well, beans. Well, that's usually a I like big to throw controversy. Some chips in there, maybe a little, guacamole, a little so guacamole or avocado, Texas some chili cheese. should have beans in it or yeah. not. Or Texas yeah. chili does not have beans in it, but I grew up eating non-Texas chili, so my chili always has beans in it. My husband won't eat my chili with beans in it. I, I don't he think I ate homemade chili beans. until I moved to Louisiana. We in were a yeah. Austex beef yeah. chili family. <laughs> there you go. Regardless, we digress. The KC Chili Time is here again. The Super Bowl of KC Championship Chili, that is, St. Thomas Aquinas, Knights of Columbus, will be having their annual Super Bowl Chili Fundraiser on Sunday, February the 2nd. They will be selling chili in quart containers for $10 on a to-go basis only. The chili will be ready after 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. masses. There will also be a convenient drive-through, fast, easy pickup. Please support our Knights of Columbus. If you have any questions, you can call Leonard Muse, M-U-E-S-S-E. I'm going to say Muse, 979-777-6901, or just call St. Thomas Aquinas along that eating line. St. Anthony's annual spaghetti dinner, 78th annual spaghetti dinner is coming up Sunday, February the 29th. No, the 9th. 
Did I say 20? You did. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's why I have you here That's today. Right. I have a, a backup quarterback here. Hey, Judy, yes. can I jump in real quick? I'd love for you to. We, just for a few minutes, we have our station director from Waco, Robin Waters, on the line with hey, us. Hey, Robin. He's got just a couple of announcements for the Central Texas area. Morning, Robin. Hey. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? Fabulous. Stay, trying to stay dry. Didn't get wet getting in here, and I have a hot cup of coffee, and I'm with my friends. What What else could I ask for? What do you have to tell us? Awesome. I just want to let you know we got a few things going on, going on down up here in Central Texas. Uh, uh, St. Mary's Catholic School in West is going to have their pre-K and kindergarten roundup on Thursday, February the 6th, and it's going to be from seven, at 7 p.m. in the school cafeteria. And the awesome part about it is you can come and, and learn how the Catholic faith is such an integral part of each student's core curriculum there at St. Mary's. And you can tour the school, meet the teachers. And uh, if you're unable to attend, you can just give the school a call. Uh, their numbers, you know, you can check that out. They've got a website, stmaryswest.com. So well, it's a wonderful school. And uh, just encourage people up here in the uh, Waco area to uh, check out St. Mary's School in West. Wonderful. And I want to say before we go to your next announcement, uh, Robin, I want to remind people that if you're in the Central Texas area, call in, get that first pair of tickets to the Go Make Disciples 8th Annual Catholic Men's Conference by the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. That's Saturday, February 8th. Call in at 855-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. 855-683-7332. We're still looking for that first caller. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome event. Uh, you don't want to miss that for sure. Definitely. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention is in conjunction with that is uh, January the 26th through February the 1st is Catholic Schools Week, not just for St. Mary's and West, but for all of our wonderful Catholic schools in the yes. area. Uh, so let's let's celebrate that and, and pray for those kids and for the teachers that uh, that the Lord guides them in their education. No one, know any of those teachers uh, offhand that, you could. Uh, well, um, I, I know I know a lot of them actually. <laughs> <laughs> My wife Carolyn Waters, absolutely, second greatest St. Mary's in West. Ding 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 ding. And, uh, <laughs> Judy, good lead in there. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, I know of course I know all the teachers of St. Mary's and uh, a lot of them at uh, St. Louis and at Riker and Waco. Uh, just a lot of uh, great Christian Catholic men and women that are. Uh, Trying to not only educate our kids um, in a, in the worldly sense, but uh, but uh, helping helping them grow in their faith. You know, there's a, a, integrating that into uh, to their curriculum, just like I mentioned they do at St. Mary's. Great, good deal. Uh, the only other only other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, St. Mary's Catholic School in the West is also having their sixth annual Love Run on February the fifteenth, Saturday, February the fifteenth. That is a one-mile or a 5K run. It's going to begin at the athletic complex there in West, which is on South Reagan Street. And if anyone's interested in doing that, they can go to runsignup.com and search for St. Mary's West Love Run. And uh, they can be a, be a part of uh, continuing to support the school and uh, getting some, some great exercise Along with <laughs> while it. they're doing it. That's awesome. And well, you know, if you're coming to West, you're going to eat well. Exactly uh, right. So the then go run it off, huh? There you go. You're going to get uh, included in the price of uh, the races. You get 
kolaches, sausage wraps, fresh fruit. And uh, I've been telling people that you may not love to run, but uh, you'll love the St. Mary's West Love Run. <laughs> Sounds good. Robin, thanks so much <laughs> for calling in. We're going to uh, move on down. We'll see you this Saturday at class, and uh, y'all drive safe. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a blessed day. All right. You too. See you, Robin. God bless. Bye-bye. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, going to hop back on my promotion of the St. Anthony spaghetti dinner. Um, most importantly, the preparation for this huge event begins uh, starting next week. And if you check out St. Anthony's Bulletin, there's it's a full page of promoting it, how you can buy tickets, how other way you can purchase it. But... The true beauty of the whole event starts two weeks ahead of time, and we will uh, have cookie baking days on Wednesday the 29th and Thursday the 30th. We'll be making ring cookies and fig cookies. That's part of the tradition. I mean, yes. that, that preparatory, all that work. And then the, the entire week before that, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, meatball days, Thursday, Friday, sauce days, and I give you a personal guarantee of those meatballs because I will be mixing 10,000 of them. So check out St. Anthony's website has more information. Also call the parish, come and experience the community and learn to make some of these Italian desserts. We'd love to have you help. The other subject of being fed comes a more of a spiritual getting fed. And that's St. Anthony's parish mission, February 3rd, 4th and 5th. 60 Minutes for Jesus, Father James Sitchko. It's going to be a wonderful event just to come. He guarantees it. It's going to be a one-hour, 60 Minutes for Jesus. Father Jim uses real lives experiences to tie those experiences into the gospel message of Jesus Christ. 60 Minutes for Jesus is geared for all in the family. Um, I've watched several of his YouTubes, and it's just so engaging and uh i can't see any age child or uh young adult that wouldn't enjoy that so as we wrap up this busy busy morning um and as i mentioned beth is going to talk about the holy spirit we're going to leave this session this portion of the show and ask her to lead us in a prayer for that in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Holy Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Stick with us, listeners. Come back. On the other side. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, Welcome. I am your host, Judy Como. Today, my guest is Beth Coles. We'll get to a little more formal introduction in just a second. But welcome, Beth. I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And as the Spirit moves, we just had so much going on in the first portion that we 
want to mention just a couple of more things before we move into the talk. Let's first of As all remind we, you, get on that phone and call in this morning, 85-LOVE-RED-C, 855-683-7332. Get yourself a pair of tickets to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference Saturday, February 8th, which you were just saying in the break, Beth, what? These speakers are going to be amazing. Curtis Martin and Dr. Edward Shree, co-founders of Focus Ministries, um, they, they're amazing. I've heard both of them live, and it's you're just you know that they are in the presence of the Holy Spirit when they're speaking. Yes, indeed. And I will Great. add that hopefully Dr. Shree at some point will talk about life at home and you'll be rolling in your seats. Oh, so it'll be hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. I, I love it. So they're personality. entertaining personalities as yes, well. Very much yeah. so. I so. think, and you know, it is a men's conference, but if we have some wives that are listening, if you'll pull out your marriage certificate and see the fine print, I think that you could call us and get these tickets for, sure. for Great your Valentine's husband Day present and encourage them to bring a friend and uh, go to the Catholic men's conference. Maybe bring so, an older son if you have a if you have a son who's yeah. you know in the in the teenage years. Bring him. Most great, definitely. great chance. So call us and get those tickets. I want to uh, talk about our upcoming family retreat that's mm-hmm. being sponsored by the radio, Red Sea Catholic Radio and Apostolate. Red you know what I love C. about what you did, Judy, is you took the little way with the family retreat. You waited till the end to talk about it. It's very fitting for. For our retreat. Why is that? Because I'm psycho. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're psychic. Oh, that too. Red Sea Catholic Radio Family Retreat. You're my sidekick. Exactly. Don't forget that. March 6th and 7th. It's going to be hosted at St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Bring your entire family to a celebrate St. Therese of Lisieux's Little Way and explore how parents and children can follow it in and through the family. There will be a customized theme-driven program for children of all ages. Lots of devotion times. We'll have mass on Saturday morning. Three great speakers will pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy at that lovely holy hour on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Get more information at Red Sea Radio, which when you read uh, Red Re radio. It's always looks like a, red radio. Yes, it's a but it's red sea radio. Redsearadio.org's backslash retreat. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of our wonderful office assistant, Caitlin, at Caitlin at Red Sea Radio for more information. Any questions? You'll start hearing a whole lot more about this yeah. as we get closer and closer yeah. to that date. Yeah, and I was going to take just a few more minutes or just a minute maybe more out of Beth's time, and I wanted to read a little excerpt from uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict's the 16th's, uh, audience or address about St. Therese of Lisieux when he was when he was Pope Benedict the 16th. And he wrote that uh, she died on the evening of 30 September 1897 saying the simple words, "My God, I love you." looking at the crucifix she held tightly in her hands. And Pope Benedict XVI went on to say that these last words of the saint are the key to her whole doctrine, to her interpretation of the gospel. The act of love expressed in her last breath was, as it were, the continuous breathing of her soul, the beating of her heart. The simple words, Jesus, I love you, are at the heart of all her writings. And 
we really hope that the family retreat will be a time to have spouses and children, you know, step away from the busyness of the everyday right at the beginning of Lent and ponder, talk about, share, exchange. How can we make Jesus, I love you? How can we put that at the center of our family and really live it out in the way that we treat one another, speak to one another, spend time together, use our resources as a family together? Um, that's what we're hoping for. So if you would like to be a part of that and you think that, man, living the little way and, and making that more a part of how I do things, if that sounds attractive to you, please come and be a part of it. Whether you live in, uh, even if you live in central Texas area, you want to come over from Palestine, you are welcome. We'd love to have you there. It'd be great. And as, as we, uh, the theme is living the little way. So we'll have three speakers and we're going to talk about the living we're going to talk about the little, and we're going to, then we're going to have some practical ways yeah, absolutely. of weigh that. So nice. uh, get more information on our website. So today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to credit the Holy Spirit for the fact that I even know you, Beth. And uh, Amen to that. <laughs> I remember meeting you for the first time, and it was a Sunday that I like to credit that you didn't turn left. That's right. We did yeah. not turn left. So, we Beth, tell us, tell our listeners more about you. And um... all right. Well, um, I grew up in Southeast Texas, Orange, Texas, which so happens to be the same hometown as Father Jim Sitchko, who's oh. coming to do our mission in just a I little know. while. That's great. Um, anyway, I grew up there. Um, went to Catholic school. Um, came to college here in College Station, came to the big school and uh, wandered across the street here to St. St. Mary's, um, became very involved at St. Mary's. Um, then Father Mike Sis was the pastor here, um, very instrumental in my spiritual development. Um, I met my husband on that big campus and uh, he came into the church in 95. We got married in 96. We have three beautiful boys, ages 20, oh my goodness, uh, 14 and 12, um, and uh, just love this community. It's an amazing community to, to be in, to grow in, to, to raise a family in. The Catholic community here in Bryan College Station is second to none, I, I think. Agree. I, I mean, agree it's 100%. just amazing. Um, and uh, anyway, so... Um, we belonged to St. Mary's for years and years, even after graduating from college, um, and all our boys were baptized here. But one day, um, in August of 2010, um, my husband and I were going to mass and the boys were elsewhere and, uh, we decided, Hey, we've never been to St. Anthony before and we only lived a few blocks away from it. <laughs> and so we uh, drove straight across the railroad tracks and went to Mass at St. Anthony during the prayers of intercession. They were praying for a coordinator of religious education. And after Mass, my husband and I decided that I should apply. And I did. And I got the job. And 10 years later, I'm the coordinator of religious education. <laughs> we are very grateful and uh, amazing to see the fruit that has played out since that wonderful Sunday that yes. you went straight and didn't turn left. That's right. And we're very grateful. And well, uh, so again, the Holy Spirit, you know, we uh, we try to 
try to say yes to him as much as we can. Well, <laughs> when it's evident, yeah. So uh, Beth and I have worked together uh, for the last 10 years at St. Anthony's, and um, I thought for our listeners it would be a great first show to talk about the Holy Spirit. A lot, So many things about our faith we hear things we we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit is evident, but especially connecting it in with the sacraments and the sacramental life um, with that. So I thought it would be a great January show to renew and remember and learn and relearn things that we sometimes already know and go through the motions of. So, but before we get rolling, let's let me say again, call in and get those t- pairs of tickets for the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. If you get your tickets before the 1st of February, by the way, guys, and you would whoever gets these tickets today would be a part of this. You are like pre-registered, so you're going to have all your gear there when you get to the conference. You're not going to have to wait in line for your name badge to be printed and, and all that. You're just going to be ready to go. You're going to be able to go right into the conference. So please call in 85-LOVE-RED-C-685-7 855-683-7332 and get those two pairs of of, uh, free tickets. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Thaddeus. We're um, talking about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, what I like to, when I talk about the Holy Spirit with people, um, a lot of times I like to start with the Nicene Creed. We pray it every Sunday at Mass. Um, we all know the words, uh, but a lot of times we don't spend any time really meditating on those words mm-hmm. or, or contemplating what they mean. Um, so um, the first time the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Nicene Creed is that at the incarnation, it says, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary. And we're talking about the second person of the Trinity becoming incarnate through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is scriptural. In Luke, we hear at the Annunciation that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary at the conception of Jesus Christ in her womb. And so the message from God the Father to bring the Son to us in this extraordinary way was accomplished through the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is inseparable, yet each person of the Trinity has his own attributes. And the attributes of the Holy Spirit are then listed out later on in the Nicene Creed when we say that he is Lord, giver of life, Mm. who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. And he speaks through the prophets. So those attributes of the Holy Spirit that we profess our belief in at each Mass, each time we we pray the Nicene Creed, and most of us don't pray it outside of Mass. Um, When we pray the Rosary, we're praying the Apostles' Apostles Creed. Creed. And it's different. Mm -hmm. It just says we believe in the Holy Spirit and, you know, the communion of saints and the church and all that. So we kind of skip through. Um, Well, at the at the Council of Constantinople in um, 
the 300s. I'm not going to give you an exact date because I've got my councils a little bit mixed up in my head right now. Um, but I know it was in the 300s. I think it was 381. Um, that Council of Constantinople is when that part of the creed was added. Okay. Um, and um, about the Holy Spirit, that whole paragraph about the Holy Spirit was added there. So think about that. 381. Today we're in 2020. So for... You know, do some math for me. I can't do it in my head real quick. Um, about seventeen about seventeen hundred years. We've been saying these words as a church, and it's really important for us to um, to know what we profess to believe in. Yeah. Um, I try to open up the missalette and actually read the words as we profess it. Uh, yeah. Throw credit to Mark Riley at RCIA 15 <laughs> years ago who said, I, I, these mean something. They're very important to me, yes. and I don't want to catch myself just saying them like. <laughs> right. You, you, we, we and do it that. Helps. It yeah. helps to do that sure. and to, you know, break it down. Giver of life. Yeah. So very powerful. Yeah. Speaks through the prophets. So very powerful. So to to help me within, you know, I like to keep making, you know, we bow at that time when yeah. we talk about the incarnation. Right. We'll, we'll get back to that, <laughs> but it just kind of inspired me to. Yeah. The, the, the powerfulness of God comes to us today through the Holy Spirit. We experience God through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we receive that gift in the sacraments. Anybody can, um, as, as human beings, we are wired to God. Okay, that's why St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless mm. until they rest in you, O Lord. That is just a statement of our human nature. Um, but when we are baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit in a supernatural way. Okay, human nature is is natural law, all that all that stuff that comes with with living on this planet as creatures and and all of that. The supernatural is what God infuses in us, and we call it grace. God's mm -hmm. life in us is grace. That's the, that's the basic definition that every second grader learns from me when they go through first <laughs> communion classes. What is grace? Grace is God's life in us, and it's through the Holy Spirit that we receive that grace. Um, when we're baptized, we are baptized into the life, the divine life of God. Um, we just celebrated the baptism of Jesus Christ a couple of weeks ago. That, because it's tied so closely to the incarnation, Jesus's birth, and then baptism right away, it reminds us, you know, the Holy Catholic Church in her infinite wisdom gives us these feasts in a specific order, in a specific time frame, so that we 
can understand better uh, what God has planned for us. He plans birth and baptism to be tied together very closely because baptism is our second birth. And um, we've had some great homilies and great teachings on baptism for the last, you know, two weeks. And um, it's, it's always a great reminder for those of us, especially those of us who don't remember our baptism. Mm-hmm. You know, I was baptized as a baby. I don't remember it. I always has to have to ask my mom, what church was it that I was baptized in? Because <laughs> it was a church up in West Virginia where I was born, and I don't even remember the name of it. Um, and uh, I had to ask her for a copy of my baptism certificate a few years ago, and I was like, wait, I thought I got baptized at a different church. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> totally didn't uh, know. Deacon Andy uh, <clears throat> asked us to yeah. uh, even seek out to know when our baptismal date is, and it should be celebrated the same as our birthday, as you said. That's right. I think that's a real beautiful way of thinking about it. That the There's wisdom, even candles. The wisdom of the church. <laughs> yeah. we. My daughters have always had a birthday cake that we stick our their baptismal nice. candle in it. That's awesome. And I do know that I was baptized in September and I have the exact date written down, yeah. but I often pray for the priest who baptized yeah. oh, me and ask for their tradition. intercession. Yeah. Um, that's so, awesome. But I love the way you described it, you know, which kind of, not kind of, which explains why the Catholic Church baptizes infants. That's right. Is that it's so connected yeah, to that? Yeah, it's so connected to that. Um, you know, Christ came to save us. And through baptism, we are brought into that story of salvation. Um, But it's through the Holy Spirit that life is truly given. Um, We can just look at the first two, (laughs) first two verses of the Bible um, right there. Genesis verse one, chapter one, verses one and two, where it talks about the spirit of God, over hovering over mm-hmm. the waters. Um, and the Hebrew word for spirit um, is ruah. And I can't say it with the right Hebrew accent because I've never taken those classes, but it's spelled R-U-A-H. Sometimes it's R-U-A-C-H. You can look it up either way. Um, but it's it's translated as breath or spirit. Okay, it's translated as both. Um, it's very closely related to the Greek word pneuma, if anybody can figure that one out, like pneumonia. Okay, that's a disease of the lungs, your breath, you lose your breath. Okay, so pneuma is the Greek word. Um, that you'll find in in Greek translations of of the Bible. But basically it means breath. And when we talk about the breath of God, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And it's found like <laughs> I can't I, I, I looked it up and then I didn't I didn't write it down, but it's like three hundred and something times in the Old Testament you hear this. Okay. And this is before the Holy Spirit was fully revealed to the people. Okay, if you look at the revelation of God, God the Father revealed himself pretty fantastically Mm -hmm. in the burning bush. Okay, let's just say that. (laughs) 
But guess what? The Spirit of God was also there. But he wasn't revealed as a separate person until Jesus Christ spoke of the advocate, right. the paraclete, the promise. Okay. Um, so the the revelation of the Holy Trinity goes Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. God the Father revealed himself, the Son became incarnate, and then the Son revealed specifically the Holy Spirit to the people, to us. Um, which is why it's listed that way in the creed. By the way, Mm -hmm. we talk about the Father, then we talk about the Son, and then we talk about the Holy Spirit. There's a reason for for all of that. Um, I just want to mention, if you're just joining us today, my guest is Beth Coles. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. We would welcome a comment or a question regarding the Holy Spirit. And we'd also continue to let you listeners know that we have two tickets Love for you to call in two tickets for the Catholic Men's Conference that takes place on February the 8th. Which is pretty close. It's it's a way to get those two tickets to paradise. If you take these two tickets, you're going to get yourself <laughs> nice. those two tickets to paradise, hopefully. Nice. Just want to throw Who's that in there. Who's saying that? Yeah. I'm, it's Bob Seger. There you go. Bob Seger, Silver, <laughs> Silver Bullet Band. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, ma'am. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> nice. Back to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um. So we we hear about the breath of God throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. and um, that giver of life. You know, when when I um truly became kind of intimate in relationship with the Holy Spirit um, was when I was in high school and I was contemplating confirmation. Okay. Um, Like I said, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Well, my dad grew up Catholic. My mother grew up Episcopalian. She actually did not join the church until six years ago. I know it's such an awesome story. (laughs) (laughs) Love my mommy. Um, Anyway, um, so uh, we, I grew up attending both the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church. And so when it came time for confirmation, I kind of had a choice to make. Was I going to be a fully initiated member of the Catholic Church, or was I going to profess the faith of the Episcopal Church and be confirmed in the Episcopal Church? Um, so I did uh, two years of confirmation preparation. Uh, I took an extra year. Uh, myself to contemplate that, to really pray about it and seek out what the Holy Spirit wanted from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a catechist, uh, the time frame of confirmation in both the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church in your parish, your area was about yeah, the it was same about time. about the same and- time. Um, confirmation in the Episcopal Church is kind of whenever the person presents themselves for confirmation. Mm-hmm. So it can be any time between the ages of nine through adulthood, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily form confirmation classes like we do in the Catholic Church that are typical. Um, some, I'm sure some Episcopal churches do. Our that parish was your, so tiny that, yeah, we, we just didn't have that. Um, so I met personally with the priest at the time who is now a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Father Scott Blick um, was... a uh, pretty instrumental in helping me understand 
theologically the differences between the two faiths um, so that I can make some informed decisions and things like that. But I, I specifically prayed to the Holy Spirit for guidance. Um, and he gave it to me mm-hmm. uh, through... Uh, through Father Scott, through uh, Father Burlton and Father Manger, who were the Catholic priests at the at the time there in Orange, um, through my uh, my grandmother, my nana, who was uh, Catholic. She um, she was my little Italian grandma. Yeah. <laughs> she resembles a lot of the ladies at uh, Saint Anthony. I have to say, when I walked into Saint Anthony that fateful August day, I saw the backs of lots of little short ladies with white hair. And I said, Oh, it's my name. I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, so the Holy Spirit gave me a chance to really delve into my faith um, and personalize it in a way that was more than, well, you're, go to confession because your whole class is going to confession or you go to mass because everybody's going to mass, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so as a high school student that I I really became kind of all in for Catholicism, Uh you know, Um, and wanted to know more and more and more. Um, So I became a lector. I joined a retreat team. I, when I got here to college after high school, I dove into ministry here at St. Mary's. Um, and through all of that, um, the Holy Spirit continued to be a, a major player in my spiritual life. Um, a lot of times we kind of pick one person of the Trinity to pray mm-hmm. to more than others. All right. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it's easy to pray to God the Father. He's our protector. He's, you know, our creator. Creator. He, you know, all of that, um, that comfort that we get from him. Um, the many, many people, you know, feel that Jesus Christ is their best friend as well we should. You know, he wants to be our best friend. Uh, he wants that personal relationship with us. Um, and so, you know, talking to Jesus throughout the day, that's that's what people do, you know, or they're, you know, they have a, a devotion to the sacred heart or the divine mercy or, you know, some other aspect of, of Jesus. Um, I have a very, um, you know, vibrant devotion to the Stations of the Cross um, it's one of my favorite prayers to pray. Um, but the Holy Spirit is kind of my go-to guy mm-hmm. um, when I am seeking any kind of consolation, comfort, advice, anything. I, I ask the Holy Spirit to be there. Um, and that goes back to those gifts of the Holy Spirit that we yeah. learn about for confirmation, mm-hmm. right? The seven gifts. Um and um, we're talking about that in the RCIA adapted for children that we're we're um, talking about that right now actually, um, and uh, talking about it with our sons who are um, in in preparation for confirmation, um, just because they're you know at that age that they need to be ready. Right. I I think that um, a lot of times 
I could be a broken record. I think so many references and so many things, the Stations of the Cross, Mm -hmm. that falls on ears who may not have grown up with that devotion. We talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I was in the fourth grade when I was confirmed, and I'm sure I was taught, Mm -hmm. but it, you know, you learn what you had to do. But all I was worried about was the fact that the bishop was going to waltz down the aisle and whip around and point at someone and say, what's the seventh commandment? Or ask you some question, yeah, and right. then at some point in time, he was going to slap you. Yeah. With no explanation <laughs> of that. Right. It was probably only 10 years ago that I actually learned what that meant and why that was a part of confirmation at the time. And um, reading the creed week in, week, week, in, week out without mm-hmm. really, you know, we... The, the spirit moves as the spirit moves, right. but we also need to be not only open, but desire and seek a deeper relationship. As you were talking about the yeah. Trinity, something we'll never fully understand. Right. You can but, plumb the depths forever. Right, right. But taking a step towards that exactly. makes mass so much more yes. beneficial. Yes. Um, so how can we... Seek out the Holy Spirit. How can we increase our relationship with the Spirit as it yeah. relates to our day to day? Yeah, the the easiest thing, and y'all are gonna say, "Oh, that's a pat answer." Um, ask, <laughs> ask him. Well. You know um, that that's that's really well, and it's biblical. Jesus told us, mm-hmm. "Ask, yes. knock, knock." You know, seek, and you will find. Um, we Jesus promised the advocate. What is an advocate? Someone who who travels with you, who counsels you, who fights for you. Um, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we receive, we receive them at baptism. We receive them in fullness in confirmation. Yeah. I like to you think know? of them under a magnifying glass yeah, at that there point. There you go. <laughs> um, wisdom. Don't we all want to be wise? We want to know right from wrong. You know, we want to know what's down the road and and what our decisions are going to, how they're going to affect others down the road. Um, The wisdom of God gives us some of that Um, understanding right here. We're talking about how do we know? How do we understand what what it is? Well, we only understand through the grace of of the Holy Spirit. So we ask for that understanding. Um, knowledge, okay? We can read all about God and know a lot about him, but we're never going to know him until we kind of open our hearts to him and, and invite him in. And so we ask the Holy Spirit to enter our hearts. Um, you know, the the prayer we prayed right before the break, um, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of love. Um, right there, you know, that's how you get the Holy Spirit more into your life. You pray to him and you ask him to, to join you mm-hmm. and, and he'll be right there. Right. And sometimes the Holy Spirit moves and you kind of have that little nudge, but you may yeah. not recognize it. For instance, 
when Thaddeus made reference to two tickets to paradise and said that it was Bob Seger, I kind of had a feeling that that wasn't right. <laughs> and I, I wanted to correct that, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But thankfully your husband and my friend Christopher Coles <laughs> has texted to say that it was Eddie Money who sang Two Tickets to Paradise. And I want to want to thank him for. Uh, I almost cur- said something that fraternal. About, well, I again, I felt like I it don't. Was Eddie I don't Money. know artists. My husband will tell you, I cannot name the artist. To save my life, rarely, except for some really, really specific. Rarely are Christopher you know. and I together that we don't have some reference. I really wish the person who let you know that I was wrong would have called in because then he they could, could have, have called in and gotten the two us, tickets. But <laughs> kind of dropped the ball there. Answer. Whoever call, texted, yeah. call in, call six eight three seven three three two. That's eight five five six eight three seven three three two. Get those. A pair of tickets, two tickets to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference, February 8th. And then you'll be closer to getting those two tickets to paradise. Sorry, Beth. That's all right. It's okay. We are rolling with (laughs) the Holy Spirit. We are. Um, So, yeah, the that's. That's my recommendation is simply, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to to become a part of your of your life. Um, another thing is we talk about God answering prayers and very few times is it an audible response to us, you know, that Thankfully. we hear <laughs> out of the sky, like, you know, the, the revelation of, uh, Jesus as God's beloved son at, at his baptism that that doesn't happen very often. Um, we talk about the Holy Spirit, um, speaking through the prophets well, at our baptism, we are baptized as priest, prophet, and king, part of Jesus's prophetic ministry. And it is through the Holy Spirit that we ourselves become prophets for one another. A prophet mm-hmm. is simply someone who, who, who passes on what God says, okay? Well, that's what catechists do. We echo the faith to others. Um, every single person who is baptized is called to be a prophet, is called to be a catechist in that sense. And so when we pray to the Holy Spirit and we ask him to answer our prayers, listen to the other people around mm-hmm. you. We we have those answers from shows like this, from... Our friends, our parents, our siblings, our teachers, our catechists, our wh- whomever it is that may say something and triggers something in you. It's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or that's the answer I needed. Yes. You know, so the Holy Spirit works through other people in our lives Mm -hmm. to bring about the will of God. Yeah. And as, um, as Beth was talking about asking, I don't think that there's anything in our life that we would go, I think I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. You would start doing training and smaller things and everything like that. So 
if we start practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit in just what may seem even silly sometimes, yeah. but uh, in small things and cooperating with those inclinations. Um, my my daughter, Lindsay, when we were saying night-night prayer, she, she, made, she said, when I do something that I think I'm supposed to do, and she'd rub her chest, I feel mm-hmm. it right here. But when I'm not, I feel it. And she'd rub her tummy and say, <laughs> I feel it right here. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Exactly. That's the Holy Spirit. Uh, Beth and I were talking on the way here, uh, reading a book, uh, Rediscovering the Saints, Mm -hmm. and uh, by Matthew Kelly, and he continues to make reference to the last book that we read uh, about a holy moment and what that actually is, and start looking for the Holy. You know, start looking for Him. Exactly. He will be there. He promises that, and you start. One little holy moment here, connecting another holy moment, and before you realize it, you're asking for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, cooperating with it, because you're looking for it. Right, right. And in those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. The path to sainthood is each moment at a time. Can I be holy for the next minute? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the next minute, and the next minute. Um, And that's, you know... That's essentially what the Holy Spirit is working um, in our lives uh, for, uh, is our sanctity. Um, and, you know, what's our goal? To get to heaven, you know. That, and, and bring someone else and with you. And bring somebody <laughs> else with you, you hope. Um, so the Holy Spirit, um, you know, we've talked about baptism. We've talked about confirmation. What about the Mass? Well, the Holy Spirit is present throughout the Mass. We, we begin the Mass in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We close the Mass in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but specifically, there are certain times in the Mass that, that the Holy Spirit is invoked, all right? Um, and um, so just real quick, obviously the sign of the cross, um, the greeting— the priest says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And we respond back and, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Um, and that right there calls to mind the fact that human beings have a physical side and a spiritual side. And the mass is there to feed our spirit. Okay. We offer ourselves to God in the Mass. And He showers so many gifts upon us through the Mass um, that we can't take it all in. We literally cannot take it all in. Um, But the Holy Spirit is there to help us take in as much as possible. Right. (laughs) It has to do with our receptivity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the Gloria uh, we proclaim, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. So mm-hmm. again, we invoke the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, by name. Um, obviously, the Nicene Creed, I started out with that. We we proclaim the the Holy Spirit as, as Lord and giver of life. Um, each of the four Eucharistic prayers... Um, talks, uh, invokes the Holy Spirit in a different way. Um, 
in the first one, uh, Eucharistic prayer one, um, there's a whole big, long prayer about the Holy Spirit um, that calls upon the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, Eucharistic prayer two, um, the the part that, that we probably all can, can think of, make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall. Oh, I just... I love that so much. That's called the epiclesis. And um, right there, we are invoking the Holy Spirit to change the bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And it happens at every altar and every church at every mass all at once. That's right. And um, we have just a few minutes left to close this show out. Beth, I want to thank you for being here. I want to congratulate you on completing your master's. Thank you. In catechetical and evangelical <laughs> through Franciscan online, all while she's leading our parish and <laughs> help run her home and your kids. And uh, I just know I pray with Beth on Tuesdays before we go into adoration. And we have been watching you watch walk this journey and being receptive to the Holy Spirit in your life. And uh, I just want to thank you and thank all of our listeners. Continue to walk this walk and grow in holiness. Create a holy moment. Amen. Amen. Amen.